Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's reading is John chapter 8, verses 12 to 30. Now, as I said yesterday, it was my belief that John chapter 7, verse 53 to John chapter 8, verse 11 were not written by John, but inserted into the book later. And if that's true, then in John's writing, we're still at the temple on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles when we get to John chapter 8, verse 12. It's important because it serves as the background for Jesus' pronouncement that he is the light of the world. During the Feast of Tabernacles, another tradition that the Jews had was called the illumination of the temple. During the Feast of Tabernacles, four giant oil lamps were lit to bring light to the temple. It was a commemoration of the presence of God leading Israel as a pillar of fire. It would be after these lights were extinguished until the very next year that Jesus announced he was the light of the world. Jesus, using the I am language of the Old Testament, is doing nothing less here than claiming that he's God. Notice what Jesus says. First, he says he is the light of the world, that he has come into the world to bring light. Jesus voluntarily, willingly, and lovingly entered into the world to show us the light. But second, Jesus says he is the light of life. That is, Jesus comes to give life and to show what life is to be. Jesus even tells the Pharisees that his first coming was not to be a judge. That will be in his second coming. His first coming is to show what the Father is like. Jesus has come to bring light to show us the darkness of our sin, but he's also come to bring light to show us the brightness and joy and beauty of life in fellowship with the Father. We want to ask ourselves our three questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? Whenever we read the Bible, we want to ask what view of God the passage of which we're reading presents. Now, obviously, this passage teaches the divinity of Jesus, but there's other truths about God that John wants us to see. First, notice that Jesus says he is the light of the world. Now, this is an important claim of the exclusivity of Jesus. Jesus is not merely a prophet of God. Jesus is not another way that God reveals himself. Jesus is exclusively the light that God has sent into the world to reveal what life is and how it can be attained. Jesus is not a way to the Father or even the best way to the Father. He is the only way to the Father. The second thing I want you to see is the total control that God exhibits in this passage. What Jesus did in claiming that he is the light of the world would have been construed by his opponents as nothing short of blasphemy. Now, make no mistake, it was not blasphemy because Jesus is God, but he certainly would have been accused of it. John understands in his writing that discerning readers would have wondered how in the world Jesus could have said something like, I am the light of the world, and not been arrested. In verse 20, John tells us, No one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. You see, it wasn't God's timing for Jesus' arrest yet. Nothing happens outside the will of God. Jesus was not arrested here because it was not time. Later he would be arrested when it was God's time. 
God is always perfectly in control and uses his perfect control to exercise his perfect will. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal about me? Now, Jesus accuses the Pharisees of judging according to the flesh. That is, they only see things from an earthly perspective. We can be guilty of this too. Often in our lives, we can be frustrated, outraged, sad, or perplexed because as we look at a person or a situation, we do not account for God's work. We see situations that seem hopeless and we get scared, but they only seem hopeless because we leave God out of it. We see people that we relegate as worthless, but when we remember how good and powerful God is, we know that no one is beyond help or worthless in His sight. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? You want to know how to avoid darkness? Just follow Jesus. My grandfather used to say, the Christian life is not always easy, but it is always simple. What we're called to do is to follow Jesus. Nothing less than that. Often we complicate things and we make life a list of do's and do nots. But there's really just one do. Follow Jesus. Think like Jesus. Value what Jesus values. Love what Jesus loves. Hate what Jesus hated. Avoid what he avoided. See, in verse 29, Jesus explains his value system. I always do the things that are pleasing to him. That is, God. Many times we think the Christian life is about avoiding the things that are sinful. But Jesus shows us a better way. Our focus should not be on avoiding the bad, but on pursuing the good. Frequently, we can convince ourselves that if something is not displeasing to God, it's okay. But Jesus points us to a higher aspiration. Instead of seeking to avoid displeasing God, everything we do needs to be done to please God. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we discuss John chapter 8, verse 31 to 59. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort to know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. I'm going to live so God can use me anytime, anywhere. I'm going to live so God can use me. Ah!